live again. It is your two favorite people on your favorite podcast. It's your boy, Mike. It's your boy, Hassan, and it is a pleasure to be back. Took a nice little month off from podcasting, trying to rejuvenate, but it's always good to be back with my brother, entertaining you good people wherever you listening to us at. It's your boy, Hassan. Thank you for tuning in. You don't see us. We're hyped today. You know, uh, got that workout in, so I'm feeling good today. Got a nice little cut by my side. We doing it easy. Got the cups up. Mike mentioned his workout. Mike be bullying the homies with his Apple Watch fitness challenge. He be calling them out. Bullying. I wouldn't say that. That's my narrative. Mike's a bully. It's my narrative. I bullied one homie. I did. I did. But, uh, you know, the rest of them, they wanted some friendly competition. I can get a little competitive sometimes. You know, I can get a little, uh, what's the word for it? A little uh, uh, aggressive or, or, or I can get into it. Sounds like a bully to me. But, you know. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, again, the competition. Hopefully, hopefully I get me an Apple Watch because I will take up that challenge, you know. I'm not Apple down like Mike. Mike, love him some Apple. Oh, yeah, we got the Apple conference coming up. You know, we got the Steve Jobs turtleneck. He's be wearing that around the house. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um, You know, whatever whatever Apple drops, you know, they they got my coin. They know it. It's okay, bro. You can be a fan. I'm I'm making jokes. I'm shaming. It's okay to be a fan. Is it though? Mm-hmm. Apple Apple's grimy. As much as we love them. Well, Mike, speaking of businesses, I mean, what companies aren't grimy? Hey, you know that that talk, goes against, talk about uh, it. That goes talk. that goes against the the Mike and Hassan narrative, though. So we're not. We're not going to do that today on this beautiful Monday evening. Does it go against our narrative? I've been pivoting. I mean, a little bit because you know, you're uh, you Republican son. Republican oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I thought I thought we left the the Republican moniker a couple weeks ago. Well, this is, this seems like an opportunity to to bring it back just to help oh, man. augment my argument. Oh man, okay. It's crazy how first of all, we're not Republicans. That's just a running joke. It is crazy how just throwing out Republican is. is like that's that's like a slur to black people. <laughs> you you Republican? Yes. You real. call some black people Republican? That is fighting words in most cases. Yeah, I, I it's like being down for the other side. Unless they're real Republicans, <laughs> they would be like, "Yeah, brother." <laughs> uh, no, we didn't mean we didn't, we're, we were not here to get political today. We will save that. Later, when the election heats up, because it's going to be nasty. But Mike had a positive topic that he brought up when we were discussing our pre-show, and I'm actually just going to yes, go to the text. But, but oh, we're gonna start with this ratchet shit first, man. You know, we we go we gonna come out the woodwork on the on the. <laughs> oh my god! It's, uh... Oh my! No, what, what do, do you mean do, ratchet? Do, do do you want to? Take over and, and let the people know what you're singing over there. Hey, they know what's up. You're trying to see me and you're trying to say what's up. Ski. They know. They know what's good. Ski. For the ones right, who don't so, know. So we were talking in the pre-show. And actually, we were talking on Xbox with the homies. And mm-hmm. we have come to the conclusion. The artist, the rapper out of St. Louis, Sexy Red. He's having a moment right now. 
She's having a moment. Um, this kind of goes back to the narrative that I believe it was you. Was it you or was it Ken Dog? We had an IG live probably a month or two ago, and we were talking about the whole uh, rap scene, current landscape of it. And one of you said that the women are they, they're taking over right now. They're they're hotter than the men right now. I think we've had that. I think I've had that. I I asked that question some months back, and when we got Kenny, we asked it again. Okay, that's what happened. And I'm gonna say right right now in the year of 2023 of our Lord, the female rappers are smoking the fellas. When you say smoking, so when I say smoking, and I'm not saying quality music because I know there's gonna be some hip hop purists or some dudes who. Got a, a deeper hip hop bag than me, but I'm just saying, as far as hits, so take this with a grain of salt. Hits, hits, whether that's viral, whether whatever, the wimp, the ladies are smoking the fellas. So summer's almost over, man. Um, did we get any summer anthems, bro? We got ski, we got pound town, we got a few songs by Ice Spice. It's crazy how she's dominating. I see. I seen something the other day that she's revealing a collab with someone. Don't remember who it was, but she's revealing a collab soon with some food chain. And I was like, "Wow, she she she's really out here. She's out here." I think because of the song, I could be wrong. I'm. I feel like I. I feel like I vaguely heard something, and it might be because she did the song called Delhi. Hmm. Okay. Have you heard that song, by the way? I haven't heard that song though. No. I'm kind of off the radar right now. With no, nah, you you good. I I be in the music. I be in the club, so that's what, that's yeah. how I stay in in, in touch. But uh, long that's story short, young. yeah. Long story short, the song's called Delhi. She says she she's her ass shakes like jelly. She's twerking in the deli. That's the song. Right. That's the song. Hey, look, that's that's the, that's the song. That's you're, the song. You're here to report the news. This is the most reliable news source, regardless of how anyone feels about it, including myself. I had a face of dis not disgust, but disdain, I guess is the word. For what? Disdain. Look at that. Disdain. Ooh, Good bring words. out those SAT words. Here we go. Good words. Um, I don't know. I just I don't want to hear that. At least not right now, because I'm in my living room just chilling. Maybe if I'm in a club and I see some ass shaking like jelly, I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, this this hot." Yeah, I'm no, on my I mean, couch. so the female hot. rappers, they, I mean, they're. I'm, I had this. I, I don't know who I was talking to. I might have been on Xbox. Uh, we're not their demographic. We're we're just men, just kind of like watching it from the sidelines. Yep. We're I'm I'm letting the girls the girlies have their moment the baddies have them oh no it is yeah also I was listening to uh the Joe Budden podcast they were also talking about Ice Spice and Sexy Red secretly I just steal all my shit from him but anyways no yeah so the the girls are having a moment we're not the demographic but it's fun music yeah if you're out and about you're in the club or pregame turn up as a as men we should not be listening to Ice Spice Sexy Red in our living rooms by ourselves. Thinking that we're bad bitches, just no, that's not it, down the house. That's that's not it. Thinking we with the bad bitch energy. Hey, yo, just clean your living rooms, yelling house ski like that is crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's not for us, man. It's not for us. Uh, but so if we're any, any male artists out there that 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 are that are hot or got hits, I, I mean, 
I'm someone uh, who follows the music scene. I don't really, I don't really see too many, too many male hits out there at the moment. Well, see, that's the thing. It's a caveat. Hit. That doesn't mean fellas aren't putting out good quality music. Um, and I, I, I always think about what we talked about some weeks ago. It was something you said. It's like a lot of the male artists, they have a cult following fan base. They might not have like the mass appeal, you know, like a let's just say like a Drake, like a Kendrick, but these guys are putting out good quality music. Their fan bases are listening to it, but it's like everything is self-contained, except for like, you know, the girl, the female artists, the, the girls, they get more attention. They they pretty, they shake an ass, they get more attention. It is what it is. Yeah, sex sells. Um, you know, and they're starting to play into that, which I don't blame them for. Um, I guess outside of what Gunna Gunna had fuck you mean he has that uh, one. Also, Mike. Also, keep in mind we're also not TikTok guys. We're also not TikTok guys. And I mean, I only know this just from observation because some TikToks they make it to Twitter or X, they make it to Instagram. Um, TikTok kind of dictates how music goes viral nowadays. That's crazy. So, again, I'm I don't know I don't know how I stay in the loop, but some things just come to me. Um, I was you gonna say in the when club, bro, you be in there hitting your two step with you with your drinking in hand. That's how you be. Hey, hey, well, I'm I'm gonna say slime, this too. I spent slime. the first half of the summer I was a bouncer at a club, so yeah. I was in the I was in the mix. But no, when I first heard Pound Town, I did not like that song. What would cause a change of heart? The mass cheeks. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. All right. No, so I mean, this one, uh, get no, out no, 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 no. I mean, when I first heard the song, it's like my pussy pink, my booty hole brown. Just something with that imagery. Just, I mean, yes, black women got brown booty holes, but it was something about the imagery just did not sound sexy or appealing to me at all. It was just something okay. about that Im imagery just did not sound sexy or appealing. Um. The at first it just seemed like a very simple rhyme, like some Dr. Seuss. I, I didn't like Ice Spice at first because she had some Dr. Seuss as rhymes. And then I stopped, I got off my my high horse, or technically I got off my, my porch being an old man. I got off my porch, and all I saw was, you know what? Girls are having fun. Let me stop being a stick in the mud and let me just have fun. It not all the music has to be some Deep, conscious, whatever, whatever, trap bars, metaphors, allegories. No. Nah. Pussy pink, her booty hole brown. And she's shaking their shaking ass. It's the, so it's the simplicity like jelly in the deli. love. At first, I didn't like the simplicity because I guess like, I guess we do judge male and female artists differently. Like a male artist, like you got to really Absolutely. like bring it. Like you got to be like next level bars. You got to be like almost writing hieroglyphics and glyphics and just analogies and metaphors and girls can sell sex. Exactly. Does that, does that mean they're less talented? I don't know, but we do, we do grade them differently. That's true, bro. That's just a dynamic that exists considering that hip hop has been dominated by males for, you know, since it's, it's existed. Um, I think we're in a period now. This is kind of like a renaissance for women. They're they're coming back. Um, I don't particularly know about it or listen to it. Uh, like you said, I'm not the demographic. I don't really 
be out in the club anymore. I don't really hear it too much. I just see what I see online and uh, I hear snippets and, you know, I make my my judgment from there, which it goes against everything that I believe in. I believe you should like actually sit down and try to digest a piece of music. Um, but I feel like I haven't done that with with an ice spice or with a with a sexy red or anyone else, a lotto, et cetera, et cetera. The the list goes on. I can see yeah. how it could be appealing for the ladies, of course, because a lot of I'm sure a lot of male hip hop uh, don't want to speak for the ladies, but I'm sure there's that demographical ladies out there that is tired of hearing about, you know, male rap and the futures of the world and so on and so forth. They want their own future. Girls want their own so future. I, so I feel like that's what they get with it. And kudos to them. It ain't for me, though. Yeah, no, they can have it. And again, I'm not going to I'm trust me, I'm I'm not sitting down and having deep thought and analyzing uh ice spice or sexy red no, album. No, it's, no, no, it, no. it's just simply like you know like um you know you're on apple music you're like okay let me just go up on the hip-hop station and just see what pops up and you know usually that's like the most current popping songs that's how i was hearing deadly by ice spice um of course i was hearing pound town in the club um and then again you know social media does play a big factor it's like i never even heard that uh, Six Red has like a song called like Hellcats or something. I've never even heard the whole song. It's just I would hear snippets of it off of social media. And like, you know, I remember shout out to homie Mason. Uh, he was like the first out of the homie group who was like, hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. Sexy Red got bangers. And when he first said it, I was like, this nigga tripping. And then like clockwork, it was like the next day, the other homie T was like, hey, y'all, Sexy Red low key sliding on this song. I was like, okay. Then it was like out of nowhere we had Ivan on the show and he's like, "Hey yo, sexy red is sliding on this song." So, so that's three cosines. Like, so then I was like, "Let me get off my porch, get off my old man porch." And I can actually say that one song where she's talking about uh, like Hellcats and X SRTs, she was rapping her ass off. Mm. Yeah, it's not for me. She's rapping about her ass or pussy and whatever. But like, if you just really want like you know the beat. The flow, the aggressiveness, she was rapping her ass off. It was sliding. She was sliding, bro. Mm, all right. All right. Now, Mike, do I expect you to be like have that on repeat in your car when you're doing your errands? No, I would look at you crazy. But just one time for shits and giggles, you throw it on and just get hype. It's a good song, bro. I feel you. I feel you. Uh everything has its it it has its setting. You know, I, I understand that about rap. I'm not one of those backpackers or gatekeepers like, oh, no, you know, clinching onto my, my vinyls. Oh, no, music is supposed to be this way. If, if they're not doing this, then then it's not real music. Uh, you know, like, I understand that we have to have the duality of hip hop. We've got to have the ladies out there talking their shit. And, you know, I'm I'm glad they having a moment. I think it's good for rap. Um. Again, it keeps things interesting, especially in this this period where the genre is kind of it's it, it's finding itself. That's what I like to say. We're we're in an era where a lot of people are um, playing with different sounds and trying to figure out what's hot and and what's next. I think it's kind of a transition period. So I'm glad the ladies are having their moment and. Um, just have fun. If you if you're one of their fans, just keep having fun. Keep twerking in the club. Keep twerking it. You know, here in Vegas, if you had a day club, keep twerking in that pool. 
you know, keep doing your thing, ladies. Yo, Mike, I'm gonna get you out the house again, bro. You talking about? Oh, I ain't heard no shit in the club. You live in Vegas. I get you might need a break every now and then. You need a break every now and then. In Vegas, it, it, clubbing in Vegas costs. You gonna have to. You gonna have to come out of pocket. You you clubbing out here in this city, man. And you know you got to come out with a tux. You got to be out there looking like fucking penguin from Batman. You got to be on your shit. I mean, from what I know, you told me this. You can't go to the places the tourists go. You got to go to where the locals go at this point. You got to go where the locals at. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're trying to, you know, have a successful night. And as men, we know what that means. Yeah. So we're we going to get know. back to that 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 club topic. But actually, you know, I was uh, back to just music real quick. And this is not my original idea. It was just, you know, some random YouTube video. Uh, this is a two-parter. One um artist like Little Baby and a few other male artists, they're struggling to sell tickets for their shows right now. It's like yeah. the current the current thing going on. Yeah. And then um there's different reasons for that, but just one other guy who was like building off of that, he said part of it, again, not my words, just a random dude on YouTube, he was saying a lot of rap has gotten kind of like stagnated. Like, you know, he mentioned how like different eras of rap was like a two, three year run when it was like um was it like, you know, West Coast gangsters rap? Was it whether it was like New York bling era rap? And what he was saying was like, we've been in this like Atlanta trap rap sound for over a decade now. Right. You know, and of course, there are some people doing some original things, but like for like a large part of it. And again, you can say rise of social media and whatever, whatever, that a lot of music has not. Hip hop hasn't progressed the last decade. Which is why how we were mentioning in previous episodes, uh, there wasn't many number one hits that were, you know, rap songs this year. So again, that was just some other person's take. I, I thought it was interesting because I do partly agree with it. Um, you know, for example, it's like uh we're we're future fans, you know, like in the nineties, future would have only had like a four or five year run. We're on ten plus years of future. And I don't think that's that's changing. And you know, I even heard people said like the reason, you know, his name is Future is because everyone's going to start rapping like him. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you heard people say, oh, mumble rap and Future started that. I mean, that's a, that's an argument. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, there's some validity. But your thoughts, your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I think when it comes to what is the next hot sound, I don't think we've anyone has discovered that yet in, in the hip hop landscape. Um, I do think that right now we're in a period, like I was saying earlier, where a lot of artists are starting to experiment and a lot of artists are starting to um, kind of figure out like new sounds and, and getting more experimental in hip hop. Like for example, you know, with Utopia, I don't think that that's like a very conventional hip hop album, despite wow. it having certain influences from conventional hip hop. Um, and then, you know, you get artists like Lil Yachty. He he's he made an album this year, Let's Start Here. He kind of transitioned to alternative. He he kind of got out of the hip-hop world. You have guys like uh, Tizo Touchdown. He's been featured on a lot of things. He he just dropped an album that's kind of close to alternative. You got guys like Kenny Mason, who plays with rock. You've got mm -hmm. uh, Danny Brown. He's always played with sounds. So I think that there, there's artists out there who aren't superstars who are playing with sounds and discovering new things and growing as artists and and 
pushing the genre forward in that way. But a mm-hmm. lot of it isn't trendy or poppy. And I think that's where mainstream hip hop is kind of struggling. Cause like you said, it's kind of stuck in that Atlanta trap sound and has been for many years. Yeah. And everyone you just mentioned is very talented and you're right. They all play with alternative and not to mean, I would say like, you know, genres change, demographics change, trends change again. Like we're, we're in this weird gap you and me like we're between gen z we're we're millennials we're kind of like we're the last of the millennials and start of gen z so i definitely know like gen z they kind of do lean into that like hip-hop alternative rage beats rock sound right and our generation though we were the ones who were like atlanta trap atlanta trap atlanta trap um i think we had some some different errors mixed in there as well there's but, some different um, ones. Atlanta hip hop did dominate a lot of it, you know, starting in I'd say like the late late 2000s, early 2010s, right around that blog era, it started to pick up steam, and then mid 2010s is when it just it just took off. Yeah, but I was gonna say all the artists you just named, and also again they all make good music, but it's also like again just for conversation, I'm talking about like the the hits that yeah. you hear everywhere. And it's like, yeah, the fellas are struggling in that department. The yes. female rappers are killing that department. And again, yeah. a hit might just be one or two singles. That doesn't mean they did a great album. Again, I've not listened to a right. Sexy Red album. I've not listened to an Ice Spice album. Right. I'll listen to a Cardi B album. I've not listened to no Glorilla album. I even tried to give Meg albums a few chances. I can't. I can't do a whole album with Meg. I tried. I did try. I feel you, bro. Um, I know what you mean, but it's hard to make hits these days just with the way that music is consumed. I think I said this before, but uh, before music used to be like a really social thing. You know, uh, when back in like, obviously I'm taking it way back. Not, you know, this is before we were born, but like the radio was like a sense of, uh, it was a source of entertainment and, uh, people would just enjoy that media by itself. Like people would just like listen to music and and that was it. Like that was their entertainment. And, uh, it was very, uh, like it, it required a community, you know? And I feel like now you just put in your headphones and you just listen to what you want to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's more individual, Listic right now, which yeah. the only time you get again like a a mass appeal hit, it's it's not necessarily like the whole song has to be a hit. It has to have like no crazy enough. Now I'm thinking about this because you also mentioned Gunner and fucking me. You gotta have a viral ad lib. Yeah, you gotta have a fucking me. You gotta have a ski. You gotta have a munch. You gotta have a Glorilla. Let's go. You gotta have a viral ad lib to make a hit. Something that people can sing along to with their friends, and then we all know what you're talking about. Right, right. That's the way to do it now, especially with attention spans where they are. You know, uh, it's, it's it has to be a lot of quick snippets and things that are hot, because more often than not, that's what I hear. I just hear snippets, and it's like, okay, yeah, like that was hot, that was hot. But it's rare that someone. I don't want to say rare. But it's not as common when you see like someone dropping a whole album and it's like, okay, like this whole thing slides, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even then, like you mentioned earlier, like you might give it one spin, 
not one spin of uh, not as many spins as you, you were used to. I was having this conversation with my dad and just back. Uh, again, it agrees to your point. When you actually bought a physical CD, you were invested. You didn't yes. know if the album was good or bad. And you played that motherfucker until you thought it was good. Right. Versus now you get an album, one playthrough. You might not even, you know, not speaking for everybody, but just me, because sometimes I get bored very quickly. If you don't if you don't catch me in the first three songs, I might turn it off. That's how a lot of people are now. And if it drags near the middle, I might turn it off. You might turn it off. Yeah. And if the album's too damn long. I might turn, turn it, it off. off. So yeah. So yeah, and, and yeah. again, yeah, it's funny because also I, I was bring up a um, little Uzi. He has his own cult following. Again, you can have a cult following and do numbers. For sure. Yeah, he had a number one album. Um, but for the regular guys like you and I, you know, thirty songs. Ah, that's that's tough yeah. to get into. Yeah. No, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. And again, like um. Uzi, he he dabbles into hip hop, but he is kind of in that like rage beats category. I do love that mm -hmm. term, rage beats. Um, so also, you know, music has got to be depending on the setting. There was I was not heading to places where I needed to hear rage beats. I was not going into the the underground alternative club, and I needed to get pumped up first. I was I was not heading into those spaces. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Um, a lot of music is personal now. A lot of it is, and. Uh... We also live in a in, in an era where people make playlists. A lot of people make playlists, so people don't listen to to full albums as much. Uh, unless you're like a diehard fan. And that's why I said, you know, there's those artists that go out there and they create music for their fans. And I don't blame them. It's like, as I'm looking at you, Mike, on your Zoom, I can see you have Mr. Morale the Big Steppers. You, yes, got, Child, you got Childs Gambino. You got... Want to move your yes, head? What's, what's that? Yeah, you got Igor, Igor back there. No. Yeah. yeah, those man. are all good albums, top to bottom. Yeah, that's always how I've been. Just because of, of what you alluded to, you know, back then you used to buy an album and you would play it fifty times. You know, um, that's how I was with the massacre when 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 my mom bought me Massacre. I remember mm. she bought it for me and. Uh, <laughs> We went to Walmart and we got it. At the time, Walmart sold clean albums. They didn't. They didn't sell. <laughs> they didn't sell the dirty. So I had the the clean version of the massacre for probably like three weeks, and I was just bumping the clean version. And then once I got the dirty version, I, like I ended up liking it, and then I ended up buying the dirty version later. Um, I feel like if like in this era, if you listen to something like that, you're just gonna cut it off because you have you have options. Back then, I had like three, four CDs. You know, I had College Dropout, I had Get Rich or Die Trying, Documentary, and then I had like Massacre, and that was my rotation. And and you that, might that's what I was that, listening to. And that rotation again, you might listen to one of those albums at least three, four times a day for yeah. a couple months, for sure. Like you look at the album cover, the artwork. You actually reading the name of songs. Sometimes it's it's very common to like listen to a song a bunch of times and not really know the name of it. Especially if you're just trying to like play through an album. Back then, yeah, for sure, bro. So uh it is definitely changed because now you go on Apple Music, you download an album, or you don't even have to download albums now. You just click add to library. It's in your library and you're like, I'll get to it later. And you might not. And you might not. You you may never listen to it, bro. But when you bought an album, oh, you were gonna listen to it. Oh yeah, you spent your, you know, albums were what, like ten bucks back then? Ten to yeah, fifteen depending. You're gonna get your ten dollars worth. 
real quick, Mike, real quick, Mike. Um, again, I had this conversation. I was, I was more talking to my parents because I don't know. My dad reads all these blogs, so he knows my dad's my dad's more hip than me sometimes. Little baby struggling to sell tickets and fill out stadiums. Is that a product of the culture or is that a product of little baby falling off? And you're a little baby fan. Ooh, uh, I think that's little baby having a little more dip on his chip than he needed to. Hmm. I do understand that my turn, even to this day, my turn dropped in 2020. To this day, that is still one of the most played hip hop albums. Um, however, I feel like outside of that, is there, is there really much that people are going to go to an arena and see Lil Baby for? Again, I'm a Lil Baby fan. I like, I like a lot of his projects, but we're just talking about the casual hip hop consumer. Cause when you're selling out arenas, you know, you, you, you have some casual fans in there with you. There's people who are just going in there just be, just because you're Lil Baby. It's just in their you know, town. They're like, oh, why not? You know? Um, and I feel like he bit off more than he can chew. I don't I don't believe he's on that selling out arena's level, which is a little scary considering he is probably of this new, like new wave of artists. He's he's up there with some of the biggest. Um, so it's kind of discouraging to see that one of the biggest artists of this like era, this new era. Is struggling to sell arena tickets because if not him, then who? And 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 you know this is I'm not talking about the Kendricks, the Coles, the. And actually, Travis. I I actually don't know who's yeah. on that tour with him. I don't even know. That plays a factor. That definitely plays a factor. Yeah. So I mean, I, again, th this was the take I was saying. Again, we were just mentioning like the female artists, so unfortunately, he's going to get just the Pizzos between them. I actually like Little Baby. I've seen Little Baby in shows a couple times, and I think you bring up a good point. He might just, he might not be at that consistent stadium sellout status. But you got yeah. some really nice venues. Say you go to downtown LA, some theater, some Hollywood, where it might, it not might not be forty thousand, but it's like five thousand, and it, he can he can pack that. Oh yeah, you know ten thousand, he can pack that. So yeah, he might not be on that stadium status. And I was thinking about that because you know it's. I know I'm in you're in Nevada, I'm in LA. They just, you know, so far Lily just had Taylor Swift, Drake, and Beyonce back to back. That is a crazy three week. And Travis party. is going uh in November. That is and Travis is coming. That is like insane. Like if I was working there, like, wait, Taylor Swift, Drake, Beyonce, little baby. Uh get the fuck out of here, little baby. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Get the you fuck know, out of here. You're not feeling out so far. He, he he's not, he's not on that stat then this is not a knock on little baby again we are little baby fans on the pod um but he's he's just not there not not yet at least i think he's yeah. gotta he's gotta get a couple more albums in and, i think and then, yeah. i i think um again i don't want to say he fell off but like you know if you had a chart like if you had like a stock it goes up it goes down it goes back up i i want to say like 2018 2019 when him and gunner were coming up they might have filled yeah. up an arena because they were like that new, fresh, hot thing. Now it's starting to simmer down a little bit. I'm not saying he can't get back up there, but he is like a little baby show in 2019 versus a little baby show in 2023 are two different things. Which kind of speaks to the run that artists have nowadays. Again, we're in that era with short attention spans. Like, you can be here today, you've gone tomorrow, bro. 
But honestly, that's how that, that's existed, how it existed. But I feel like that's today, how it used to be, though. I was gonna say it's always existed, but I feel like today it's just it's accelerated a little bit more. Granted, he's been here for a while, but I yeah. think it's also just the way like we view time and artists now. Because like, let's just say, mind you, I wasn't there, but I'm just making assumptions. It was like there's some like artists in like the early 2000s. I'm gonna just throw out like a random name, Little John and Yin Yang Twins. I'm just throw them out. When they were hot. They were hot. And then let's just say they were hot for three to five years, if that. Okay, that was it. They were done. And then you hear their song every now and then it's cool. Now it's kind of like artists' uh, careers used to be three years. Now they're really like 10 years. And you have to be, you have to figure out how to be consistent and hot for 10 years. Like even though it used to be three to five, now it's like, we're watching you fall off for three to five years. And I'm I'm not saying he's fallen off, but it's like, you know, potentially he could be. Versus yeah, it yeah. was like back then, three, five years, you're done. Don't worry. We already got your replacement ready. You don't even gotta you ain't gotta worry about it. Versus now with like social media, because we have more eyes on them, like we stick with artists longer. Like that's a good does point. That, yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm trying to get at. So it's kind of like now, like in a good way, artists' careers are longer. But now you have to fill that with more content. I think we we expect consistency a little more than we did then. Um, it it it's kind of hard comparing eras, bro. Just because just because of, of of the fact that like a lot of it was consumed physically back then. But I yeah I I feel I still do feel that way though. You've got to be more consistent now than then. Just because people are listening to whole albums now. I felt like back then people weren't people were, but like if you heard a hit song like I don't know, uh uh Party Like a Rockstar, you know what I'm saying? Like that was a smash hit. But we I didn't listen that to many, that album. I don't think that many people were running and buying their album. So like back then you could get that smash hit and no one would check out your album and you could just ride on that hit. But now I feel it's like, okay, mm. you got a hit or two. Let me see if you can put together an album. And if you're not able to do that, you'll lose. You won't retain those people that you picked up from the single. Well, I mean, I guess also now because like distribution, like now again, it's just on your phone. They just press a button, the album yeah. release. You're right. Like probably like a rock star, they can just ride that one single. We don't have to criticize them. You can actually just be a one hit wonder. Just do a couple singles. Now because it's like, well, we've heard your singles. Where's the album? Just exactly. throw it to the phone, and then now we're like, ah. Uh, the singles are cool, but the album was whack. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Tyga for coming to the realization he needs to stop making album and just make these club hits, just make these singles, and he's good. He's been around. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Ty Dolla as well. You know, Ty Dolla Sign, he'll hop on your feature, and he's good to go. So, you know. That takes that takes a lot of reflection, though, and, and accepting. I don't know if a lot of artists are willing to do that. There's, there's ego and a lot of shit involved in that. And then there's being a savvy businessman. So, yeah, but also, can't. I mean, it, even if it's like, even if you have an arena that says 50,000 and you fill it up with 15,000, that's still a lot of people. But the optics are you didn't fill, you didn't sell out the arena. Relative. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's relative. But, um, viewers i hope you've been enjoying this uh, episode of the mike and Hassan show we got more topics on the way we just need to get to a quick commercial break stay tuned stay tuned
let's go. And just like that, we're packed from the brief intermission. We were having a little fun during the intermission. Uh, we we got some. some <laughs> Mike is funny. We got some tricks up our sleeve for y'all. We got some tricks up our sleeve. But we're gonna kind of take a little transition here and uh, off of the ratchet stuff and onto the real shit. Onto the real. Um. So. The son is over there meditating, and so as we're as he's meditating and humming, uh, ever so gently, mm. we're going to uh transition here. So yeah, uh, when Hassan asked me about topics, I was on some positive shit, just because uh, we're in a bit of a transition, the two of us, and uh, so j- just like hip hop, we're in a transition. Mm. So, you know. I was telling him that 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 we gotta have some sort of uh segment on on belief and mm. having having faith mm. in uh in what you do. Believe yes, in yourself. Believe in yourself. Talk about it. Sexy red. If you didn't believe you could get out of the streets of St. Louis, Missouri, and become a star. What's her real in name? The game. I don't know where her real name is, but Sexy Red. I'm going to look this up. She had faith and belief and trust in what she was doing. And now she is where she is today. Listeners, you need to have the same belief as Sexy Red, a.k.a. Janae Riri. Her name is Janae. Janae. I'm talking to you, Janae. If we can get you on the show, Janae, you may be a listener. of. We would love you on the show. We want to pick your brain. I'll, I'll reach out to her people, you know. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Hassan's got connections. Ooh, I forgot. Ooh, who am I? Who, who's my co-host? Who am I, I do what I, talking to right now? I do. I do. But Mike, you're you're getting to the get to the point. You were talking about positivity and belief. Yes. And yes. I was just curious, what is going on in your life? What inspired you for such a inspirational topic today on the Mike and Hassan show, the most reliable news source? I just wanted to let the people know, man. I feel like um, it's time for me to to hunker down, figure mm. out if I'm having the type of year and trajectory that I want to have. And this mm. actually came from speaking to the homie Sherm, travel mm. agent. He was in travel extraordinaire, I, I would like to say. Extraordinaire. He was in Vegas last week. Um, I went over to the house. Very nice. Very nice place. Very, very... Uh, humbling experience i'm very glad that he invited me and there was such open arms he had people feed me free smoke free drink said, how's going up it. don't worry about it mike you my, you my guy but anyway the point is um he's kind of talking about uh how he's been through this transition and he went through huh. what he went through and um he is where he is now um, being the travel extraordinaire that he is, he's been able to go see all these beautiful places. He was in Orlando last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, um, mm-hmm. in Vegas this week. I believe he's going somewhere else in, in the following week. So the homie's really out here doing it. And it was just a really inspirational conversation. And um, obviously, I brought up the pod. We spoke about you and, and your journey. And I just feel like it, it was just necessary to remind everyone out there as we as we transition into the into the fall that um you know just trust the process i don't know trust. who needs to hear that 
but whoever's out there that, that needs to hear that, just trust the process. It I needed to hear that at the time. <laughs> I needed to hear that. I sensed that too. And uh, it may seem like you fucked up. Not you, but whoever. I probably did. Keep going. And uh, you may need a blessing. So hopefully hearing this sends you all the love that you need. So that, that was my, my mindset. Okay. I appreciate the message. We're going to build on this. Uh, viewers, some of y'all know, some of y'all don't know. So I left my longstanding job at Enterprise Car Sales. I used to not say the company's name, but most of y'all knew. I worked for Enterprise Car Sales. I was a car salesman. I was very passionate. I was ambitious. And it just took a toll on me. It took a toll on my mental health. It took a toll on my relationship with others. Relationship with myself. And out of the blue, with no warning and no plan, I quit my job. I just said, guys, I looked my manager in my eyes like, you know what? I'm going home. And then that's what led me to doing security work full time, which eventually, you know what? That was me living in Oxnard Ventura. Again, beautiful place, great people. I was like, you know what? I need to come back home to regroup. And I'm back in Pasadena. You know, I got a lot of friends and family out here. So I'm back at home. I was telling Mike in the pre-show how I had just gotten the job. Some of y'all saw me on Instagram talking about it. Oh, guys, I work in solar now. I'm a solar salesman. I'm already about to quit that job. Actually, better it. yet, better yet, not even not about to quit. I haven't showed up in a week. So if you haven't quit, they 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 I just make you quit. Just haven't showed up. <laughs> I just haven't gone. <laughs> I was just at home, and it was fun. I mean, you know, that's a two part thing. I mean, it is a uh, independent contractor job. There's no time clock. It's you make your own hours. So in my mind, I was like. What what does make my own hours mean? If I decide to just take a week off, what what was what are they going to do? Fire me? Is it too much freedom, Hassan? I can definitely say um, yes and no. I needed the freedom, um, but yes, it is a lot of freedom. You do have to be super disciplined, and I think taking the the week actually just not even engaging with it just kind of let me know that this was not the job for me. A lot of people question like, "Do you really want to do this?" And you know. I hate when people when people ask you, oh, do you really want to do this? They really mean like you don't want to do this. So shit like that kind of turns me up. We're like, no, nah, I want to do it. And like I and again, I did go in with like all intentions to, you know, do it, but then just kind of like after thought, after reflection, it may not be the right fit of a job. I was very open to the idea of it, but as far as what I was looking for a company, I don't think it's necessarily what I was looking for. Now I've already okay. found another job that has similar freedom. That just kind of, for the time being, fits a little bit better. Okay. Okay. So we're moving but, on from solar. I might pivot back, but I don't want to, you know, I think what I'm, what I, what I really do enjoy is, is the freedom. You know, I needed, uh, I needed time to just kind of like be, you know, with my thoughts, explore new ideas, new opportunities. Um, technically, again, independent contractor i can just start working tomorrow mm -hmm. um okay. but at the same time it was like mm, that was like the first job that came to me let me keep i think i, I want to keep looking at options you want to find something that you can really identify with something you really are passionate or not even passionate but something you can see yourself doing 
So, you know, I'm a I'm a big uh you know, keep talking about faith and belief, you know, and like I've I'm a big believer in like messages the messages you need in life will come to you, right? That's how I've operated for a couple of years and it's, it seems it's got me pretty far. And the message I've been getting a lot repeatedly from different sources is that what's meant for you would just kind of like energize you. You don't really got to like think about it. It's not this like drag yourself out of bed moment. It's not this like, you know, that cringe moment on Sunday when you're where you're getting depressed thinking about Monday. When you're in the right place, it feels right. And again, I was actually very interested in solar. I liked because I think, you know, solar might have a big future. But, you know, after training, learning, it just didn't feel right. Okay. Okay. I'm going with your gut on this one. So I'm going with my gut. Do I have a plan? No. But I didn't have a plan when I quit my job the first time. And, you know. your gut lead you. And, you know, it's like, you know, when I quit my job, I thought, oh, man, I thought, like, oh, I'm about to be homeless on the streets. Not really, but, you know, you kind of think about it. Of course. And everything has just been turning out all right. You know, I've had to make some changes, some transitions. But honestly, as far as, like, quality of life, I'm in a better place. And that's what matters. That's what matters. Um, that feeling that you were describing while you went on your on your on your tangent, I don't want to call it a tangent. I see that sounds demeaning. But as you were speaking, um, you said that there was a feeling of not dragging yourself out of bed. That feeling of really wanting to be there. That feeling of excitement. That 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 energy. All of that that you get when you're going to a certain place. I feel like I need to rediscover that. I feel that um, I've been kind of stagnant. Um, hmm. although I've, I've, I've done certain things to position myself to, to move forward and, and grow and expand and so on and so forth. And, uh, when I spoke to Sherm, he asked me that question that, 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 that people ask you like, oh, well, is it something you really want to do? Is it really a fit? How do you feel about it? And, uh, whenever someone asks you that question, it gives you a minute to step back and really reflect and think about what's important to you. And um, I'm glad he did ask me that because I've thought about it ever since. That was, what, about a week ago now. And, and it's been on my mind ever since. And that's why I felt the need to, to say that message. Because it's not only for everyone listening, but it's also for me. To hmm. just, whatever direction you go or whatever angle you take, just do it and have full conviction don't be on the fence about it if you're gonna do something go out there and do it you know and uh to that logic kinda... to that logic i need to quit my solar job because i've just been kind of ignoring their messages yeah whenever you're in that, <laughs> in that in between just go out there and do it you know if you haven't had that fire for the solar in over a week then you know maybe it's time I, to I... ask yourself I mean, out of let's just say out of two weeks, I had a lot of fire the first week. And then out of just out of like out of a blink of an eye, it was just gone. Hey, well, you know, not going to tell you what to do, but that gives you time to kind of sit back and be like, whoa, hey, maybe I need to maybe I need to chill. Maybe I need to go to this second job that I found. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I don't nothing to knock solar and I still like sales as a profession. And again, I overall I can there is a lot of good things the company does. 
let's just say it was not the right fit for me. It's not what I was looking for. And I got you. Yeah. I'm gonna say this, listeners, because I know there's a lot of people doubting their job, looking at new jobs. They will never tell you the truth about the job in the interview. Never. You gotta show up to really find out. And that's what I did. Is like, okay, let me really see what they're talking about. Because they, you know, in the interview, you know, they kind of it's like this power dynamic. They have the job, they have the money, you want the job and the money. So they kind of make you jump through hoops to get the job and you're Oh, you should be grateful just for the opportunity. No, I had this conversation about work culture with my friend because she's going through something with her job. And I told her she needs to buck up on them. That's my mentality. You know, stop putting these companies on a pedestal. Let them mm. know who you is. And she was like, no, I need to be grateful and professional. And you sound like a bitch. No, she not sound like a bitch. But again, it's like <laughs> they they like I could just tell they had her in this, this demeaning, submissive demeanor. <laughs> And I was like, is this what American work culture does to us? <laughs> Turn us to a bunch of bitches? Now, now that you're on that topic, <laughs> I know you haven't played it yet, but uh, there was a Starfield storyline where there was a mega corporation. And um, that also got me to thinking because there was a lot of corruption behind the door. Uh, and, and, and we all know that that dynamic exists in the corporations that we know and love today. Um, so it was just kind of, I, I think it was what I needed to hear too, just to really see if I'm in a spot that I need to be. So I'm yeah. in that, 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 that reevaluating state right now and that uh, figuring everything out. So. Yeah. Take your, take your time with to that. Hear that. Yeah, no, take, to hear that. No, take your time. Outside. Take your time. And actually, we were talking about this in the pre-show. And again, we're talking about how, like, you know, let's let's keep it real. We all have bills. We all have responsibilities. I get Absolutely. that. And I remember something like, um, you know, before I quit my job, like, I was taking a lot of... I actually thought, you know, I'm going to be real Like, I actually thought I was having mental health issues. Like, oh, is it me? Because, like, I don't want to work or I don't want to give 120% and this and that. And I was missing a lot of days. I was taking like a lot of, you know, sick time, mental health days, et cetera, et cetera. And that eventually led me to quitting. And I could remember whenever I took a day off for like my own health and well-being, almost worse than like the fear of not going to work. Or the, I'm sorry, the fear of going to work or the cringe, whatever you want to call that. It was also this guilt of not going to work. It was just this weird guilt made it even worse and it's like why do we feel that way why do yeah. we feel bad when we have to call out sick and i think it's just because at least for me i feel like i'm letting my team down because it, 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 it the people there don't have anything to do with the company like we're all there because we we have to survive right so this is our means of survival this is why we're here and we're in this building together for 40 hours a week and we get to know each other and we get to, you know, obviously you build relationships, friendships, so on and so forth. And for me, I know when I, when, when, when I would call out, that's the guilt that I would get. It, it's, it's like, I'm letting my team down, you know, cause it's like, they need me to be here to, to do this or to do that, whatever, whatever. And when I'm not there, it kind of it it ruins the performance of the team 
and uh that may sound a, a little dramatic but you know oh, it's real it's in, real i work in a job where you know you've got four people in a building you're down one person then someone has to do twice as much work just to pick up that other person's work you know so like someone will have to take my appointments and squeeze my appointments in between their appointments and right things like that you know so it, it, it does it does create chaos. work yeah. for the team it does and, create chaos when you when you, when you when you miss a day unexpectedly. It, it creates chaos when you miss a day planned. Yeah, for real, for real. So I know for me, speaking for myself, that's what it is for me. And no, uh, I I felt you shouldn't that. feel that, that way. That. You you gotta you gotta put yourself first sometimes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this is the Mike Nassan show, and it is also Monday Night Football. I'm thinking of like a sports analogy. It's like you can actually be hurt because we used to play football. You can actually be hurt. And you would feel bad missing practice, missing a game. Your fucking ankle is broken in three places. And you're like, fuck, I just want to get out there for the team. Exactly. How the hell does these American corporations have this mind control over us? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I get the I whole get survival aspect, but it's like, you know, that should just be like, and like, you know, now that I have been taking like a lot of time off, and again, I did get another job and it has a very flexible schedule, which is beautiful. It just kind of made me realize, like, you know, even with sports, it's like, actually, no, actually, this is something I got from you when you're talking about fitness. It's like you can go mm -hmm. hard on one workout, but now you need three, four days of rest. Or you can give 60% on a workout and you can work out maybe five days a week continuously. Like you're not going crazy hard that first day, but now you're actually getting more work done because you're well rested. And, you know, I don't get me wrong, like, there's a part of me that's, you know, we're, we're competitors, and I still like to think I'm an ambitious person, but it's like I definitely remember falling into that trap of like, you gotta grind, and you gotta push through the pain, and you gotta yep. suffer, and you, yep. and again, I, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I was making bank, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was paid. It was paid. At what cost, though? A lot. At what cost? I just, I'm just thinking like I was, I was Thanos when I just threw Gamora off the side. Would it cost me a lot? Everything. Mm -hmm. It cost me everything. But no, I'm like, I'm in a now having this more relaxed schedule. I'm sleeping better. I'm eating better. I'm actually more active now. I'm less grouchy. I'm in a better place. Like, I actually feel like I'm actually a better person to work and do business with now that I'm less stressed, now that I'm less on edge. Mm. And it's not saying that I can't flip a switch and turn the grind on, but it's like, what I realize is like, you really, we really don't get a break. Like, we made jokes last year in the pod about the four-day work week. Yeah, we probably need more breaks. Niggas are burnt out and on edge and half the time at our jobs, there's a big chunk of time we're really not doing anything. We're just acting busy. Food yeah. for thought. Food for thought. Yeah. But... You also said something that stuck with me, too. You said um, how old people would be like, oh, yeah, back in my day, we had to work so much. We didn't have all this tech and blah, 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 blah. But with all of this tech, they expect more output out of each person because right. it's automized. And... I feel like that having to meet these expectations and in, in, in doing the output of, you know, one and a half people, it'll catch up to you, bro. 
And if you don't properly pace yourself and take the proper breaks and sleep right, eat right, uh, and really take care of yourself, it's going to fuck up your your performance. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. And, you know, before work was definitely more like a physical game. Like, don't be wrong. Like, if I'm, I'm going to say I'm a white collar guy. I ain't going to front. But if I had to do some like physical manual labor, at least as of right now, I feel energized. Like my body's good. But, you know, now that we live in more of the computer age, you know, the work's more mental now. You yeah. know, and it's like you're dealing with other people, other people's personality, expectations, learning new technology. Um, you know, just in my line of work, I just had to figure out, I had to spend time figuring out was people were lying to me all day. What what, yeah. what what it's like what 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 mentally like that's not in the training book like oh yeah like uh when people lie to you how do you respond like that's not in the training like that's more like a social intelligence common sense type thing but you know it takes a toll it takes a toll but actually just on a more positive just saying to the topic of faith and belief um me quitting my job me not even going to my other job me trying this new job me looking for new jobs it takes a certain level of faith and belief. And it's not a disrespectful thing, but when I do have, I saw what you're saying, Mike, when I do have friends explain to me how they have this like deep seated misery in the back of their throat because they're thinking of their next job, the job they got to go to and work tomorrow and they shit they got to do. Like it sounds, I'm, I tell people that hey, you need to quit. I'm the first one to tell people to quit now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, again, bills and financial responsibilities are real, but it's like, it's almost like when I talk to people and I say like that, like, I'm not, I really don't mean like quit if you're not in the right situation, but like, I can also just see how mentally trapped they feel. They feel like they need this job. Yeah. And yes, on paper we do. But mentally, you sound you. It looks like you're in prison from an outsider looking in. And just the last couple of weeks Damn. of me having a little bit more flexibility and freedom, I'm still working. I'm gonna get this money, but having a little more flexibility and freedom, man, I am floating on clouds right now. Yeah, bro, that's what it's all about. Work's not life's not meant to just. Work, work, work. Pay bills, pay bills, pay bills. Work, pay bills, work, pay bills. Like you know. You've got to have a little bit more mixed in there. And um, I feel like, like you said, it it is a mental battle more than anything else, especially with all of the tech and, and, and everything. You know, we have, we process so much information throughout a day now with the rise of smartphones and everything. There'll be times at work where I'll just go on the computer and I'll just, you know, get on Google and just look at stuff. And um, we may not realize it, but that is part of what, adds to the fatigue because our mind still isn't taking a rest while we're doing that. You know, even like it's, it's, it's constantly active. Even then I've realized this too, like, especially like, cause I was in a, a sales position when I was not at work, I still had to research what was going on in like the auto industry, what's going on with the financial world, yep. interest rates. And it was like, I even realized just to be effective at my job, I had to do work outside of work. That your job doesn't really give you time for like, oh, yeah, go out there and tell people about this car. I know nothing about this car. And, you know, people always say fake it till you make it. I'm not a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in like preparation. 
And that's kind of what I realized even, you know, back to like the whole five day work week is like, you're, we're such on this grind. We don't even really have time to prepare to do the work. It's like, if you're prepared for work, did you sleep? Did you wash your clothes? Did you eat? Did you take care of your kids, your family, whatever you got going on? Did you spend time with your spouse? Or did you like, it's like something has to give and it's either your friends or your family, your health, your, your job, your potential, like something like something gives. And just having sure. more more freedom for me, you know, again, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, it's it's a responsibility. Freedom's a responsibility. But it has been just like a weight has been uh, taken off of me. For sure. I, I know plenty of people who are in a similar position as you, people who uh, may not be getting paid as more, as much, uh, but, you know, they're in a more flexible situation. They're in a situation that's a little more laid back, something that they identify with more. And while they don't have the paycheck they used to have, they still feel like they're in a better spot. And um, I really admire that because I feel like that that does take some level of courage because alluding to what you were saying earlier, you know, you're, you're a prisoner, you're kind of trapped. Um, another thing too, it's hard to change your lifestyle, bro. Like once you've adapted to a certain way of doing things, it's very, very difficult to go in and say, okay, well, maybe I need to cut back on, on some of my entertainment because I'm not making as much money or right whatever the case may be, you know, that, and, and fitness has also taught me that bro, like lifestyle changes are some of the hardest that you have to make. Um, I'll give you that. Those take the most accountability, um, the most accepting responsibility and so on and so forth. So I think that all goes into quitting your job and, and figuring out what's better for you. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to say like, you know, don't work, don't work hard, don't work for companies, but you know, just getting back to the whole guilt thing. I, I, I know what it is now. It's part of it is that team thing. Part of it is Stockholm syndrome. Mm, okay. I heard, I heard that from someone and it, it just clicked back to me and it's just like, yeah, you complain about your job and your boss, but like a part of you is like, I, I need them. I'm indebted to them. And again, like, yes, we need them for bills and responsibility, but it's also like that emotional aspect needs to just be tweaked a bit. Like, hey, look, I'm gonna respect you as a someone who's, you know, your manager's not supposed to be like your boss, boss. Like, hey, I'm respect you as the person who can help me do my job best, and you got to respect me as a contributor to this team. Sometimes it kind of comes down to like, I'm your boss. I own you, nigga. And I don't stand for that. Now, that's true. Again, like you said, that takes a lot of faith and belief. And not related, but I'm going to make it related. So speaking of faith and belief, Mike, I was, we were talking in the pre show and you were on your positive wave. I had some, some ghetto nonsense to bring to the podcast. Bring it. Let's go. We're, we're talking about sexy red. We were talking. Are they ready? I don't know if they're ready. And I would love to, I'm, I might have to ask this on Instagram because I do want other people's thoughts. Definitely. We were talking about sexy red, ghetto hood chick, making waves in the music scene. Mike, this is a direct question for you. Would you date a chick who's a gangbanger? Active. Put it on for the set. Throwing it up, the whole nine. Uh, you know what? Finding a kind, loving, 
law abiding, sweet, sweetest girl in the world, but she twists her fingers. Know. No, 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 no. You know, I think it's overrated. I need, I need, I need a criminal. I need a. <laughs> I need. Uh, I need a girl who. I don't know if she's gonna make me breakfast or if I'm gonna wake up with a strap in my face. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, no, 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 no. I'm that's for jokes. But uh, no, I'm I'm good on the game banging chicks, bro. That's not my lane. That's not my scene. You know, uh, I like to be out the mix. I don't mind a shorty that you know is gonna stand up for herself. Maybe got a strap. You know what I'm saying? But How about really out here in these streets, Hassan. Really banging. I don't. I nah. I'm good on that, man. All right. I don't need all that aggression on around me twenty four seven. I typically would say no, but there's a reason I'm asking this question. So as you as I mentioned, I've been going to the bar lately. You know, I'm back in Pasadena. I'm trying to see what's going on in the city. Been hanging out with the homie. So we went to the bar. I meet this fine shorty, beautiful girl, beautiful Latina. You know when she, you know. I thought she was sweet. This chick had a thick ass, chunky ass 13 on the side of her neck. Ooh. Okay. So she so Good she's a Latina 13. too. Yeah, big. <laughs> Put it on. And I'm just I mean, I'm being a little dumb. You know, I know what it means. But I'm being a little dumb. Oh, what's that uh what's that tattoo mean? And she's like, oh, you know, just you know. But you I already me, knew. I already knew. I was like, all right, you ain't gotta say it. But no, we had a great conversation, sweet girl, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna say this is my girl. I'm like, I'm not saying all that. I just, you know, I got her number. So I'll give her a call. Now, also, in the club, he almost fought like two bitches. <laughs> okay. Like, I guess he bumped one girl. And she did looked that at him. To you? They, I did something to you or something? No, no. It, it just, it just, oh. it, it just, I just, I just, I just observed. I didn't. I had no emotion okay. to it. That might be all the right. bouncer energy. I had no emotion. Okay. I was like, I, I wasn't working. It's not my job to break it up. I'm gonna just watch. But it was just like, yeah, one chick bumped her and she looked at her. She's like, what the fuck up? Like, what's up, bitch? And the girl was like, oh, like the other girl was like confused. Like, I did not mean to disrespect you. She turned up like that, mm. like that. And then even leaving the club, it wasn't even another girl. It was, it was like there was some guy. And you know, people would try to parking lot pimp, tap a girl on the shoulder. Hey, what up? Some guy said something to her. She instantly turned up on him. What the fuck you say me, you short shrimp dick ass nigga? I'm like, whoa. Did that do something to you? I was ready to leave. You was ready to leave. Okay, <laughs> I was okay, ready to okay. leave. So where was the change of heart? Because you said typically you don't want a game banging chick, but it, it this all sounds like you still don't want a game banging chick. I saw what you saw. Um I really don't. I really don't. But just like, you know, this might be my male ego. I don't want to act like a bitch. You feel like you'd be a bitch to, to the gangbanging chick? I mean, I'm not going to say we would be bitches, Hassan. But you, like, you get what I'm saying, though. She's going to have a certain type of energy and a certain type of, of edge to her that you typically wouldn't want. Now, it's like, you know, and then again, it's, it's not just like, a black chick. This a this a spicy Latina. I don't even like saying that word spicy Latina. This is a spicy Latina with okay. the, the chunky the chunky thirteen on her neck. So I'm like, man, what if I get that that come through text? 
I gotta pull up somewhere and like this ain't my hood. As you know, saying. crib rated. Who knows what's about to go down? Yeah, and this is off topic, but and, and, I wish and, and, I just and, and, had and, the courage and, and the and the balls to just get a face tap or a neck tap. Like you gotta really not give a fuck to do that. Yeah, no, we had we had we actually had like great conversations. She she's in the R and B, you know, talk about some other shit. Yeah, but yeah, she was just saying, yeah, you know, I'm I'm from X Y Z. You know, she was trying to, you know, I'm not gonna name her hood, but she was trying to say, oh, I'm from this city, and it goes down over there. In my mind, I was like, eh, whatever. I wasn't scared of her hood as far as just the city she. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for individual neighborhoods or blocks, but the city she named, eh, I ain't scared of that place. But she, but she was ten toes down. She was ten toes down. As she should be. So, hey, she, but at least you know, at least you know, a gangbanging chick is loyal. That's a plus. See, that's how niggas talk themselves into loving crazy. <laughs> she told me she was crazy multiple times. I'm, I don't doubt it. I believe every word that she's saying. I know she's crazy. But here's the thing, too. I was thinking about this, too. And I said this to the homie I was I was with. I actually think all women are crazy. I agree. Me and the homie had this conversation last week. So that was another, like... And? Where do you land on the spectrum of crazy, though? That's That's what it all comes down to. She got court coming up, she told me. She got court? Okay. All right. So she allegedly did something and, and, you know, I'm not gonna put all her business out there, but it, it just made I like the last two days. I've been thinking to myself, like, again, like, you know, maybe it's just the male ego. She was cool with me. She was cool with me. So it's just kind of like, wait, she's cool. And then let's just say her environment, the lifestyle, the baggage. Do you say no to a shorty? Because she's just she's affiliated. Yeah, because she's about that life, man. Uh, you know, again, I'm not that kind of dude. I'm a I'm a chill dude. I don't want to have to fight. O- I might have to fight over you one day. Or I might have to bust on somebody. I might have to. You know, you know it's like I'm like element. It's like I'm pretty sure she got. I'm pretty sure she got crazy exes. Of course. You know, she may go to jail any day. I don't think I really want a shorty that's in jail. Okay, so that's your take. Your answer is no. Not a firm no, but you know. See, we niggas, we've like we just try to think maybe if I could just dip my toe in real quick, I can get you it know. out real fast. She might be bad, you know. Who knows? She bad, but, bro. I'm, I'm I'm telling you, she bad. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> you bad. Know, you feel me? You know, a little thirteen on your neck, girl. We ain't got to worry about that. But you know, uh, dating, you know, is a very loose term these days. But anyway, the, the I would not be boyfriend and girlfriend in any sort of relationship with a gangbanging chick. I would not. Yeah, that's that's the, that's that's no, I, I hear you. I, that's where I kind of landed. Like, you know what? I'm I, I'm young. I can I can hang out with her once or twice. I don't think I can have Man. a serious. No, I can't. I don't. No. I hope she'll listen to this. I don't know. Th- I'm not having a serious. Did you tell her about the pod? Not yet. She does hey, not know. She may hear no. this episode. Hopefully in the future. I got yeah, time. Yeah. Right. So no, that, I mean, the answer was no. And I mean, 
again, also it is different, you know, being a black man, you know, she's not, you know, she's not a black girl in a blood or crip gang. I'm, I might've had more leverage there. That's I gotta, true. I got to pull up to the gang matters. I got to pull up to the MS 13 hood and grab my shorty. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a little, it's a little different. It's, it's crazy. Different. Yeah. No, nah. but I mean, she had, I mean, to me, she was cool. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that phone call goes. I got a number though. Hey, there you go. So for listeners, they can collect calls. Not yet. We'll find out. We'll see. She got court. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yo, um, we only that, got a few, we only got a few minutes. Minute. We got to get the word of the day in real fast. I think my word of the day already happened. Um, I'll just double down on what I said earlier. You know, uh, whatever you decide to do, just do it. And uh, obviously, logically, don't just be like, fuck it. You know, you got kids to feed and the whole nine, you just quit your job. And then now everybody hungry. Don't don't do that. That's not what we're saying on the Mike and Hassan show. But that's what I'm saying, you know, that's what Hassan's saying. That's not what kids I'm will saying. Figure it. The kids will figure it out. You know, um, the strongest will survive. The strong. Well, when we say kids, you know, but, but anywho, we're getting we're getting carried away here. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. With that right, being no. said, that is my word of the day. OK, mine's going to be similar. Uh, take a risk. Take a chance. Have a little fun in life. Date the game banger yes. shorty. Make bold career moves. And actually, no, no. Actually, this is actually better word of the day. Don't let these companies talk to you or treat you crazy. Don't don't come home at the end of the day feeling like a bitch because your manager disrespected you and you had to take it. You can still work there, but you check that motherfucker. Yep. You let them know who you are. A real nigga, because you listen to the best podcast in the world, the Mike and the Son Show. My motherfucking word of the day. Tell your friends, your family, check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever the fuck you get your podcast from, nigga. All right. And with that, <laughs> whole lot of energy over there. We are leaving the building. Be out of here. On that energy.